Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit dicks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I have an interview with a master. And guess what? He's not afraid of his shadow. Do I got you curious? I hope so. Let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode of MTG Ectoplasm. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. Listen, you can follow me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Listen, tell me if I'm doing a good job, if I'm a bad job, or, you know, shouldn't I, I shouldn't quit my day job. Also, if you're having a bad day, you know, share your thoughts with me. You know, I'm here for you. Also, I have mtgectoplasm.com. That's right. That's where I put my latest and greatest episodes up there for you to listen to. Uh, I'm going to start posting pictures of my foils that I got. And also, if you want to donate to the show, I need to update my equipment. If you're welcome to assist, you can do that there or... You can sponsor an episode at mtgectoplasm.com. I would gladly appreciate it, and I know the rest of the world would love to hear your voice on my show. So, now, now that the pleasantries are just gone, done, we're done with, we've, we've, you know, we cleaned the kitchen, we put away all the utensils, you know, now it's time. It's time that I bring in the master. That's right. This individual, who is a close friend of mine, is a Death Shadow Master. Let's welcome to the show, Nick. How you doing there, Nick? Doing great, Dwight. How you doing? Ah, I'm doing great, my man. I I haven't seen you quick in a quick minute. Uh, the last time yeah, I seen you, it's only been like what over a year. No, well, physically, we haven't seen each other in over a year. Uh, but we do play here and there on Friday nights through internet the magic of the internet yep so that's the fun part we we actually are part of a kitchen table group where we play nonsensical magic uh where uh (laughs) any deck can face any deck so for example if you're playing a a vintage deck you will more than likely go against a popper deck or a modern deck or a bs deck that someone wanted to put together because all the art had left hand (laughs) <laughs> we know we know who yeah. we we're talking about chuck yeah so nick why don't you tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself uh i'm nick i've always liked card games since i was really young uh, i started with pokemon way back when and moved on to a lot of other card games i played that i think maybe some of your audience might have played many years ago uh star wars young jedi masters uh Another game that Wizards made that was kind of like Magic, they made a Harry Potter game, almost exactly the same. Uh, but instead of lands, you had lessons. You tapped the lessons to play your spells and creatures. Really? Instead of having health, you attacked the person's library, which I... wasn't called a library. And I think that was their first iteration of something close to a Planeswalker. Because besides having your main 60-card deck, 
you had to use um you had like one of the characters from the movies or the books as your as you and they had special abilities actually it's probably closer to vanguard now that i think about it than a planeswalker that is weird i've never heard of a harry potter ccg game yep no no one really played it but i think i have a complete set and i wonder how much it's worth it these days well i would definitely you know hide that away if you have a safe deposit box that's something you would want to put in there it is safe in a binder there you go now what made (laughs) you start playing magic uh actually the first time i played magic was probably a couple years after that someone brought in some cards during when i was back in eighth grade I loved card games. Uh, Pokemon had died in my area because no one was hosting events anymore. So I found a new form of cardboard crack to start when I was like 12 or 13. Played for about a year, gave my collection away since I wasn't going to use it again. Ten years later, it becomes introduced by uh, one of our people from our group. The Pokemon. And it's been a downward spiral since then. Oh, yeah, that's the problem with this. Like, I, I find myself, like, I'm addicted, like, I try to put away some of the stuff and like, oh no, I keep on coming back. It's like, and then I need my magic fix and I keep on coming back. It's brutal. (laughs) I mean, the the one, the one nice thing about these type of games though, is since the cards usually maintain their value, if you ever need to get out of it, you still have some money. See, but to me, what I love about the game is the, the fellowship, the brothership, the, you know, yeah, the fellowship of being with a group, talking nonsense, hanging out, um, just having fun, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's like, uh, how it's like a poker night with wizards and knights and specters and stuff. Zombies. Yeah. It, it's, it's different, you know? You know, my, when yeah. I told my wife, oh, yeah, I play cards, she was like, oh, you play poker? I'm like, not exactly, but <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been playing Death Shadow? Death Shadow, I've been playing since, I actually have the exact dates. Uh, oh, May, it would have been May of 2018, I believe. Wow. Because I didn't get I didn't get to Death Shadow right away. It was a couple of years before I actually picked up the deck. Now, what made you get into it? Uh, it would be a couple of years prior to that. I want I had enough of a yeah. I had fun with our multiplayer games, but I wanted to play one on one competitive. Mm. So I tried Standard, but I got into Standard when it was Battle for Zendikar and Tons of Tarkir, where decks were about oh two thousand dollars from what I remember, mm-hmm. more than a modern deck. Tried it out. I didn't like it because of the limited card pool. So at that time, I think that's when uh, was it? Frontier was starting to pop up. Mm. So I looked into Frontier. I looked into Modern. I like both of them kind of seemed kind of fun. And I decided to just start buying. I decided that I like playing Grixis colors. I like red. I like blue. I like black. So I'm going to start buying pieces for both, see what, where it goes. But once, uh, and I was starting, once Modern Masters... 2017 hit frontier died so i committed to modern originally i was building towards uh grixis delver okay since i don't think shadow existed yet or mm. if it did it was only as jund and wasn't very popular i made most of the deck tried it out i wasn't too crazy about it but that's when death shadow started popping up problem was all the pieces that i needed to get from delver to shadow were expensive 
next two years, everything would be reprinted. So I'd be able to finally finish buying everything in May of 2018. Well, then you started getting, you had, a, you, ended up, you were in school at that time, right? Uh, no, I was done by already then. Oh, okay. So you, you, you yeah. ended up getting a real job and then you're like, Hey, I got extra yeah. income. Yeah. But they were, those pieces were still expensive. Um, cause I remember, what was it? Uh, street Wraith, $30 card back then. Was it that much back then? Yeah. I, I, wow. I remember the pieces cause that's why it took me a while. Inquisition of Kozilek, $30 a piece. Yeah. Thought Seize, 50 to 60. Scalding Tarn, over a hundred dollars. Oh. oh, so um, but all those got reprinted. Well, the, the dual lands need to be reprinted, not the dual lands, but the fetch lands, they all need to be reprinted. Yeah, again. I mean, well, it's... they're supposed to be reprinting more in Modern Horizons, too. So, yeah, but it, like it's not enough. Like, they yeah, keep, they keep on, you know, printing out the the shock lands. That, that's great. You know, I'm, more you print, I, I'm more than please keep on printing those. I like those a lot. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we... the, no matter how much they reprint them, they always go back up to like their $15, $20 price. Exactly. So. Exactly. And Shocklands, you, you know, we need them. If you're going to keep modern alive, you're going to keep it uh, viable. We need more Shocklands. If not, just yeah. get rid of modern. Let's go to Pioneer. Yeah. So I brought you on the show, Nick, because you are the Death Shadow Master. Now, what I find interesting, because I'm a spirit guy, I've been playing, you know me, I've been playing spirit since, uh, it's been years, years, right? Now, my thing yeah. is that one thing I love about spirits is it's variations. It has, you know, different modes, modularities. They, you know, it's just not, I mean, yeah, you can hear people go, well, it's just an Azorius and Pants. Yeah, but, you know, there is mono blue, there's, you know, uh, spirits and taxes, you know, they're different for me. They're different variations. I look at Death Shadow, and there's variations there too. Could you tell me about them? Oh yeah, the it it usually comes down to a person's personal preference. Usually, uh, it started off originally as Jund with Zoo Suicide. After I think Fatal Push got printed and came into existence, that's when it went over to Grixis, mostly because all the pieces kind of fit well together. You had you had the Shadow. You had Thoughtseize, deal damage to yourself, put things um, into your graveyard. You had uh, Thought Scour, Street Wraith, to put out the Gurmag Angler early. But over time, uh, either there would be problems with either blue not being good enough or red not being good enough, and depending on the meta, the deck would change. Uh, I know when Modern Horizons came out, uh, the deck's got rid of blue, went over to white, and became Mardu Death Shadow to path away um, Hogax. And what was that other card? Uh, I think it's for three. It's a two-two. When it comes into play, you search your library for a creature. Casting costs a one. It would be another way to find the shadow. Uh, recruiter. But once... Yeah. Um, it's the white one. Then right? after Hogak got... Yeah, after Hogak got banned... The deck went back into Grixis. Uh, I think it stayed at Grixis for a while until we got Oko. Mm. And then people Oko. started jamming in green just for the sake of it. And, how, and uh, it takes us to, then it went back to Grixis and uh, ever uh, switched over to Rakdos. And now we're at Jund. We're in because Jund. it's basically just the Rakdos deck. 
but people want to add the extra color and to run the Tarmogoyf. I was going to ask because right now, uh, the Jund version of Death Shadow is 5.4% of the meta. Why? Like, why is Jund uh, the, like, the better build? Like, like I, I, I'm maybe I'm wrong in thinking John does not like, look, this is, you know, we're you, before we, you and I started the show, we we're like Strixhaven just dropped. So we know the meta is yeah. now going to begin in flux, but currently at the present time, John does shadow is the second most played deck in the current modern meta. Why? Well, it's mostly because it's it's resilient against Heliod because of uh, the Hex Drinker. Well, it's it's a combination of things, really. It, it's because it started off as Rakdos because people wanted to start jamming in uh, Scourge of the Skyclaves. But in order to do that, you had to be a little bit more aggro-y. So the Grixis version of that wasn't doing too well. People dropped the blue to put in things like Monastery Swift Spear and... I think that's all they had was those three was the Death Shadow, uh, the Scourge of the Skyclaves, and Swift Spear. But that wasn't enough, so people switched over to green, stuck in Tarmogoyf. And then eventually the Swift Spear would go missing for the Hex Drinker because of uh, Heliod Company. Now, how do you feel about it? Like, what are your thoughts on the Death Shadow? I mean, the, the John version. I- I, I've never been too crazy about the Jun version because I don't like missing my um, counter spells at all. I really like having the Stubborn Denial, but given the way how the current meta is, it's really probably not as important as it used to be mm. because the uh, Stubborn Denial is not really going is not going to hit Heliod, and it's not going to hit um, the Ballista. Okay. Now, tell me about the, the sideboard of Death Shadow. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be dependent on the person. Um, do you want it in general for the entirety of the meta, or do you want it for against the spirits matchup? Well, you know what? Uh, let's let's do against the spirit matchup. Let, you know, you know what? Let's do. Can we do? Right, make, can we do your like the main board and sideboard for this? Sure. Yeah. So. Because there's, there's a lot of cards that are going to be in the sideboard that's never going to matter for spirits. And I'd say right now, um, spirits are probably fine because nobody's really worried about them. The thing that you're going to see put in from a sideboard is probably going to be things like Kozilek's Return, which was usually is usually used instead for Oriok Champion. But since, uh, you know, Anger of the Gods doesn't work on Oriok Champion, people switched over to back over to Kozilek's Return because it's colorless. But I'm pretty certain most of your spirits can survive to damage from what I remember, correct? Yes. Most of the time? Well, it depends if we're yeah, pumping so, up with Lord or if not we're using the uh, Hexproof ability. Yeah, but the Hexproof's not going to matter because it's a, it's a board hit. Oh, then you're right. Uh, then we have uh, Selfless Spirit. We sacrifice yeah. it and all my creatures get indestructible. Yeah, so you don't you don't have that to worry too more about. Uh, Plague Engineer, I know, used to be a card you used to complain and hate about oh, a lot. That card's That's a cancer. That's not used anymore. Thank God, that card's an yeah. absolute cancer. Uh, well, for now, it's not used. Uh, with the changes with the meta, I think, with Boros, maybe it might see a use because um, Empty the Warrens is one of the cards I see being used in those Boros lists. Mm. So picking goblins wouldn't probably be a bad thing. 
So you might have to worry about that in the future. But again, currently, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, uh, Anger of the Gods not used anymore. The Royal Scions not used anymore because almost every single list runs Loris because it lets you recast Shadow, lets you recast Scourge, lets you recast X Drinker, and lets you recast um, what's its name, Tarmogoyf. Okay. So you're not going to see the Scions coming in at you every single turn. I think the only thing you really would have to worry about is probably engineered explosives that some people run one to two of in the board, but not too many people run it. And that's in the sideboard. Yeah, in the sideboard. Okay. Yeah, ga- game one, you should always, spirit should be in the advantage, I would say. Uh, sideboard, all of the main board, you got Colgan's Command, which they're going to use to either kill your spirit, they're going to use it mostly for your Aether Vial. And then either to bring back one of their creatures or try to hit your hand. Okay. And the only other one I could think of would probably be Angrath's Rampage, but you don't have probably much to worry about that. The only one that you really, really have to worry about, I guess, is going to be the Temer Battle Rages, which never leave the deck. I I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is there any main main cards that we should, as spear players, be truly worried about? Or you just told us everything, and you're like, man, don't worry about it. Uh, actually, yeah. Some people I know do decide to run Grim Lava Mancer in the main, a pair of them. Mm. Yeah. That, that's, and I know that's that's traditionally always been used against tribal decks. And I think it's mostly people just trying to make use of um, all the cards in their graveyard that they don't use anymore because no one's using Gurmag Angler. It's mostly used uh, to be reused for either the uh, Lava Mancer, some people use Dread Horde Arcanist, and some people try to bring back Cruxa. Now, you told me before that the spirit matchup against you guys is like 50-50, right? I'd say it's more 60-40. I've I've always felt that most most of the time, go-wide decks like uh, Merfolk, Humans, Elves, Spirits, and if, if tokens ever come back again, usually you should have the advantage because you'll have enough chump blockers to deal with most of the blocks unless there, you know, there's a Temer Battle Rage. But you have enough, you have um, Spell Queller to deal with that. Now, how does, how do you, how, what's the best way for Death Shadow to beat us? Just, just keep swinging. Just keep, just uh, keep on destroying our creatures and swing. Pretty pretty much. I mean, most it's mostly going to come in in the early game usually with uh, trying to rip your hand apart, pushing your creatures. I, I mean, it's just it's just going to come just trying to keep getting rid of your creatures so we can swing in. And what's the best way? Yeah, I mean, I hear you saying going wide, and it's sometimes we can go wide, sometimes we can't. Is there any other strategies that that spirit does like? Uh, let's say like uh, a band. I mean, band does go wide. So I guess let's go with the Azorius build, the white blue. Is there something about that that somehow magically gets through and affects you guys? Well, yeah, you fly. I mean, that's that's your biggest advantage right there. I can't block those. You can't block flyers. Thank God. Flyers, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> now, what would you be? You know. Uh, Obviously, the go white decks are really a bad matchup for you. Any other bad matchups for you? Uh, burn is supposed to be a bad matchup. I've usually found that be a bit easier, at least to me. 
and they do all the work for me. And then uh, how about Blitz? How do you stand against Blitz? You mean you are prowess? Yes. That's also supposed to be... Uh, that was actually supposed to be in uh, Death Shadow's favor. Because, again, they do the work for us. Most of their creatures are small and easy to get rid of. If they don't have the creature, they can't really do too much. All of them die to push. All of them die to bolt. All of them down to dr- die to drown. And they're all hit by all the hand rips. So which which matchups are the... Can't really, if they use up their spells on my turn mm-hmm. to protect themselves, that's less prowess triggers for them. Well, that that's that's definitely a great benefit. Yep. Now, what would you consider your best matchups? Where 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 should like see if a young individual is listening to a show, this show? Young, <laughs> you know, I may want to get into John Death Shadow. Generally, generally, Death Shadow's best uh, best metas are when we're in the metas where it's mostly playing against solitaire decks like Storm. Uh, the traditional Trons usually Death Shadow is a good matchup. Storm, I, I think I mentioned Storm, but Storm is a good matchup. To, I don't, honestly, Dwight, to, to me, I when I play Death Shadow, I'm not really too worried ever about my opponent because with the with the cards at my disposal, I feel like I could deal with almost any situation. Now you said traditional Tron. Define traditional. Uh, the ones where they use it's well, I guess the Tron that's used more now would be um, Aldrazi Tron. But but the you know the old ones where they use the worm coil engine Karn, uh-huh. uh, Ugin, where uh-huh. they don't really play too many creatures. It's just they're playing solitaire until they get to seven. Or something like like my brother in law does, where he plays that mono blue Tron, which is awful. And I can't stand. Yeah, I hate that deck so much. He's my brother. But it's usually it usually does best against uh, decks that don't interact with the opponent. Well, let me ask you, how do you guys do against Heliod? Uh, that one, I'm not 200% sure about. Because it's really going to come down to the sideboard. So, it, it, it just, if you have the right sideboard, you have a chance. And if you meet that deck a lot. If not, then you're SOL. Yeah, that's... Let me ask you another biggie. Ready? Amulet Titan. That was that's that's one I was never really worried about too much. Um, I hate that deck. But again, the Jun versions don't play uh, the counter spells, so I guess most of them rely on on clearing wildfire. And I guess early game removal. Now, let me ask you: Is when you play against spirits? Are there any particular spirits that you don't like? Like when you see them on the board, you're like, damn it. Like that just frustrates you. Nick, are you there? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is not good. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, you're back. Oh, okay. There you go. go. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I lost connectivity. Oh no. Yeah. So, did you hear my question? Uh, I heard up to okay. are there any spirits I particularly don't like dealing with. Yes. Let so 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 the let the listening audience hear it again. Are there any particular spirits that once they hit the board, or you know that's potentially in the opponent's hand, uh, 
Is there something there that you just go, damn it? Yeah, Spell Queller and uh, that white one from Battle for Zendikar that exiles something for less. Don't remember the name. I just remember hating it. Skyclave Apparition. There we go. That's it. No, why Why does Skyclave Apparition bother you? Uh, it doesn't give me back my creature. It gives me an XX no, from what I remember. Nothing wrong with Xs. Mm, I don't agree, but. And then what about the uh, spell quality that bothers you? Well, if I'm trying to deal with answers and I think I have it open, that kills my answers and that pretty much kills my game. Okay. I, I just figured I'd ask. It's just, you know, you, you, <laughs> you and I have gone toe-to-toe, and it, to me, like, I, you tend to get under me, and it frustrates the crap out of me. It's like I come out strong, and I'm I'm hitting I'm I'm doing the rope with dope. I'm against the ropes, but I you know I, I give you a hard uppercut, or you know a roundhouse yeah. punch, and then all of a sudden you just come in with a just a, a haymaker, and it's like oh, it's like what the hell? Well, I you know what I think that probably is more because I think the game is more under your control than my control. You get to choose when you want to block and when you want to take damage. I really don't. I have to assume you're going to come in, and I can't really deal with the creatures in the air. All I got to do is hope that you decide to block. I know you got constant uh, ways to deal with all the ways I try to kill your creature, so I have to plan for that ahead of time. See, one thing, I, you know, what I tell people that I love about spirits, and, and listening audience automatically knows what I'm going to say. Spirits is this unique tribe. It's unlike any other tribe in the world of magic where they protect their own. They literally go out of the way to give each other hexproof, uh, they protect each other by, you know, countering spells or giving each other indestructible. It's the most unique tribe there is of magic. And it, it to me, like, that has to piss off an opponent. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, those dro- The Drog Skull Captains, I don't like them. <laughs> those, are, those are my personal favorite. My first episode was yeah. on them. They're, they're, my, they're, they're my jam. <laughs> that's that's the best way to start a podcast if you're going to talk about the tribe. I had no that, is that, well, is that drug skull captain. Well, what I don't know if you're aware, but that was actually the that was the first spirit lord that was printed in 2012. And then we didn't see was any. It? Yeah, it was the first spirit lord printed in 2012, and then we didn't see anything later okay, right? till Eldridge Moon. You know, you're talking about four years later, we ended up getting Spell, Queller, Rattle, Chains, Mausoleum, Wanderer, Selfless Spirit. You know, and then then you got to consider almost, what, five years later, maybe four or five years later, we ended up getting uh, Supreme Phantom, which actually made the deck viable in Modern. You know, so... Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny how this, this deck has been in the process of being made by Watsi, but it just took forever. Yeah. Now, what I love about your deck is that, you know, people thought like, mm, this goes with this, this goes with this, this goes with this. Ugh. The one thing I don't like is that Skyclave guy that you guys now have. Oh, that guy's an absolute... Well, not, not, every, not every list wants to run it because if you have to run it, you have to have early aggro game, which this deck has never really been about. I know I don't like that card. That that card is just brutal, I love it. brutal. 
I love it. I know you. It lets me put back four bolts, and I don't feel bad about it anymore. Well, I because you played against me, and I don't like that card. <laughs> See, the best part is that I I, I traded in my foil ether vials, so I can't play yeah. you tonight. So yay me, yay. Yeah. And I was hoping to play you tonight. I'm like, oh man, I want to play some magic. <laughs> so Nick, I want to thank you for yeah. taking your time with me on this show. Um, yeah, so, uh, so you know what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank Nick for being on the show. Hopefully you got some, uh, good insight. If you want to sit there and play, uh, John Jazz shadow or just the shadow in general, don't spirits is better. You heard it from him. Just saying. Sorry to the people that uh, did want to play Jun. That is not my forte in, uh, <laughs> in the Death Shadow realm. What is your what but is it, your what is your forte? What 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 are you into? I, What's your bag? I I still prefer Grixis because I like my Snapcasters. I like my counter spells, and uh, it's I, I I I can't I can't play the deck without them. I need them. It's it's like your cancer or just you know, like your bag. What? It's like, it's like, is it something you have to deal with and you're like, fuck, I got to, I got to deal with the blue because I can't get rid of blue. Or you're like, man, I don't know. No, I like the blue. I want the blue. And honestly, with uh, the things that I see in Strixhaven and for what I'm seeing in the uh, the Shadow Discord, the deck might go back to it just to deal with, um, with the new prowess decks. You know what? Probably because Heliod is going to start falling from use because it keeps killing it off and people won't need hex drinker as bad as they did. Although I won't be surprised if the ship, if the, if the deck does go four color just to keep Tarmogoyf because that is such a good card, especially with Loris. So let's discuss, what do you think the future of this deck is going to be? Like, what do you think is going to be the new iteration? And you said Grixis, but like, what, what do you think is going to be added and what's going to be removed? I think Stubborn Denials, I have a high, I, I feel like that card is probably going to be the one that's going to die off a bit instead of being a four of in every deck or three of. It might go to one or two of because Drown in the Lock solves so many problems in the deck and there's so much discard. Like, um, it used to, the deck usually only used to run two uh, copies of Inquisition once a Fatal Push came into Before that, it used to run all four, but Fatal Push came in. So Inquisition's got a hit. But now that card's becoming more pop, more important, so it's gone up, which is going to turn on uh, the uh, Drown the Locks more, and also because of Cruxa. Since Cruxa constantly come, is going to keep coming back in over and over again with Loris, it keeps putting things in the yard, it keeps making Drown the Locks such a good card in any meta. Now, do you see... And also... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and also, uh, Snapcaster Mage. A lot of people are starting to like it again after it's seeing a lot of not seeing use in uh, shadow decks for two for a past like year or two because of Loris. You just get to keep reusing it to deal with all the problems. So let me ask you real quick. There's a new card from uh, Strixhaven. Uh, it's called yep. Test of Talents. Do you know this card or no? You, 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 let me read it for you. Uh, no, I yeah, I got it. Yeah, okay, go, go ahead and read it for the audience, yeah. so I guess. Okay, it's a generic and blue. It's an instant. And it says... Counter target instant or sorcery spell. Search its controller's graveyard hand library for any number of cards with the same name as the spell and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled 
from their hand this way. Now, do you see this card being a part of that? That deck? Yep. And oh yeah, definitely. That's why uh that's why I feel like Stubborn Nile is gonna probably see a lot less use. I already know people are starting to test out uh test of talents in their builds. I ended up buying a place I bought two playsets. One foil, non foil. Uh, yeah. Just because because of course my deck is foiled out, so I have to get the foils. <laughs> but I yeah. had to get the non foils because I, I see that card is it's the modern day version of uh quash. Which that's a card what, from what back it, in the day that was like two blue into generic. Basically did the same thing, but you didn't your opponent didn't draw cards. They just exiled every single card. Yeah, but it costs four. This yeah. only costs the two. Not bad though. Which, which is still such a great card. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's I you know, would would spirits use this? Because I actually because when I was looking um before getting on here. I did want to look in to see what cards were being tested out. Tested Talents was one of them I think is going to make it into the deck. And it did make me wonder, would Spirits even use this? Do you even have the space to put it in? Honestly, the deck is so tight that mm-hmm. do you, do you, if you're talking about the band build, no. It's not going to, there's, there's no spot for it. In the Azorius build, maybe. And the only way I say maybe, which I know some of the community is going to go, do I don't go there? Uh, I think our w- one mana spot is extremely weak uh, because of uh, uh, Spectral Sailor. Uh, it's a good card. It's a great mana sink in the late game. You know, yeah, it does hit in the early beginning. But if, if it's a mid-draw, that does absolutely nothing for you. Uh, I can see maybe one or two of those gone from the main, or if not, we go down to maybe, uh, I use 21 land in my uh, spirit deck. Uh, I can see us going down to 20 and putting actually two of those test of uh, talents in there just to deal with, uh, let's say, lightning bolt or uh, other cards like... uh, the rest or the uh fatal push fatal push yeah but you know but you know who knows you know who, you know it really depends on the players out there like uh i you you are just like i am we're paper we're paper players uh we're yeah. the old school traditional paper players we're not the new hip kids on the block where we do arena and mtgo and i'm I'm trying to be a hip kid. I want to be a hip kid. I, I want to hang out with the cool kids. So I do have, I did sign up for MTGO. I do have Arena on my cell phone. So hopefully one day I'll be able to go, oh, I'm playtesting this and yes. But for right now, what I can tell you, uh, according to my sources and other uh, masters, they are considering it. They are trying it out right now. Uh, Right now, it's a hard maybe, a hard maybe that it's in the deck, but they're trying to squeeze around, and they know that Spectral Sailor is the, maybe if there's a four of or a three of, it's going to go down to two. So hopefully that answers your question. It does. Um, what about um, 
because I, I know they did add spirits in red. Is any spirit deck even looking to try to get into that into three color? None. I'm guessing probably not. None. Yeah, None whatsoever. Uh, I have a friend of mine. Uh, he was on the show last week, uh, Tuesday Tastic. Uh, he's a brewer. He's a, well, let me just say, I, I can't call him a master because, you know, but what he is, he's a, a great spirit content maker. Uh, great young man. I've been following his work for years. Uh, he's now going to start trying to brew with these. And there's a great possibility. Uh, a lot of us saw Stern Proctor and were like, oh, it's a white and a generic and it's flying 2-1. And, oh, it does everything that would kill our deck. Like, why are you a spirit and why do you exist? You're the anti-spirit. You're the sellout spirit. Have you seen that card, Nick? Which one? Uh, Stern Proctor. Stern Proctor. Let me look it up. Yeah, that's it's kind of funny. I almost bought a foil playset. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then next and I'm like, let me read this card. Oh, no. It's, uh, well, it's, it's, not a, it's not Stern Proctor, that's for sure. It's Stern something. Stern Proctor's from Urza's is uh from urza's saga it's not even modern legal what is it then stern something uh i will find out you sure it's stern or proctor which which is the more important let's try stern oh man and now i feel like an asshole strix hate <laughs> there's too many cards you can't remember all no. of them. you just have to remember your own cards okay that's in german that's not it's strict stern. proctor not strict stern. proctor i'm sorry it's a generic and white go. it's a spirit cleric flying it's a 1-3, so it has a big booty. And it says, whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a trigger ability to trigger, counter that ability unless its controller pays 2. Hmm. So it does, it, it basically, it, there's no point in playing uh, Spell Queller. There's no point in playing uh, Skyclave Apparition. Oh, you want to you want to use the hex ability, hex proof ability of rattle jeans? No, it's not going to work. You know, it, it basically shuts down Mausoleum Wanderer. It's just awful, and it's a spirit. <laughs> it's like wizards. What are you doing? I think it'll be a good sideboard card, though. For other people playing against spirits, sure. Not for us. Well. I mean, it, it, the I only mean way, if you're playing... I can see if a person ends up building, like, uh, what's this? Uh, where are you? Ven Because the first thing I think of would have been back, back when uh, Uro was still in, that would have been a great card. So Venerable Warsinger. It's, uh, it's that spirit, 3-3 three, three spirit with Vigilance and Trample, one generic red and a white. Basically, if it deals damage, you can bring uh, whatever X damage you dealt to a person. You can bring a creature back from your graveyard. I can see because the, it has no ETB. I can see that being, mm -hmm. you know, those two working together. So, yeah. it, you know, I can see, um, I can see uh, a, maybe a different version eventually of Spirits, but not right away. Like I, I really look well, at I look at Venerable Warsinger as like I did uh drug school captain back in two thousand twelve. Yeah. 
I mean, if we ever get back into a meta where Snapcaster Mage is important, that stern, uh, that strict Proctor, I think, would be pretty good. Mm. Yeah, but it it shuts down way too many of our own personal cards. It just turns into just flying beaters. Like, ooh, sure. where's where's the interaction? That's the see. Sure. That's that's the fun of spirits. The, fun, the whole thing about spirits is the inner. You know, the fact that they protect themselves, but the inner interactivity. You get to play with your opponent's head. And I like doing that. I like to live rent-free in their mind. Right. But, well, 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 let me put another scenario in your head that I think would actually work. Uh, a card you asked me about a while ago called Aether Vial. Yes. So you play one of the spirits that uh, you're worried about with the Aether Vial. Keep the two open. Your opponent will probably, you're going to play with your opponent's head. Because you'll be able to still get your ETB effect, and they won't know what the two mana's for. Hold on, you get the still talking about strict proctor. Really, you get the ET... yeah, you... did, did I re... let me see if I read this wrong? Whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger, counter that ability unless it's controller pays two. Yeah, see, it so doesn't yeah, work. It you, doesn't you work. Still, you use your aether vial to put it in. You pay the two, and you still get your ETB. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think I think it'd be a sideboard card, maybe not for right now, but while it's cheap, probably mm. wouldn't be a bad idea to buy a playset, let it sit in the foot and sell it, sit in the binder. Okay, you you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're looking for a card to clean up your hamster's uh, fecal material in his cage, <laughs> pick up Stern Proctor. There you go. This will help you clean your reptile cage. So. <laughs> I hate that card so much. <laughs> I don't like it. All right. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? It's come out to the shout-out time. Uh, hopefully, Nick, you're going to stick around, right? Yeah, I'll be Okay, on. awesome. St uh, the shout-outs. What, what this is, Nick, is I shout-out the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, the best spirit players right now uh, that are out there who ended up 5-0 or first-placing in your local tournaments. So I'm going to have here in my hands... Okay, Nick, you can see my right. I have, I have it in my hands. My index sure. cards. Yeah, I can see them. Okay, I'm gonna start in historic. And what happens is I shouted out this individual last week. I don't know how to get a hold of you, pal. You got to get a hold of me. I want you on this show. Please look me up at MTG Ectoplasm on Twitter. Please follow me. I want to talk to you. Reason why, and I'm going to tell you who this person is, they got in the first place with a mono blue snow build, okay, in historic platinum mythic rank player. Congratulations, mythic, uh, platinum mythic rank player for proving, you know what, Spirits is the best in historic. Now, in Pioneer, holy crap, there's an individual who I'm going to say twice and I'm going to say more about you. Right, ready? Uh, April 12th, 5-0 in a mono blue snow build in an MTGO league. Sayuski, Sayuski, sorry, my man for butchering your name. Sayuski, congratulations. Uh, another player went, f uh, got first place in a Zorius build in a Her -er Urum Jesus tournament. And that's Matusunga Tashiro. Takashiro. There you go. Matasanga Takashiro. Congratulations, my man. 
Also, another player went 5-0 in the Nazorius build in the MTGO League in Pioneer, and that's AG Fly. AG Fly, congratulations, my man. Also, first place Azorius uh, Pioneer Royale, Fernando89. Congratulations. And then here we go again. 5-0, an Azorius Mono Blue Snow build in an MTGO League, Saisuski. Saisuski, you're the man doing it back-to-back twice in one week. Congratulations. Now in Modern. Modern. First place with an Azorius build in a, Jesus, the, the, you Japanese people are killing me here. And, and I, I love you guys. But to pronounce the stuff, you got to make it more American for me because I'm, I'm an American. And I say that with my American bias. It, it, in a Hirohura <laughs> <laughs> Daily Tournaments, Yashimoto Reiji. Yashimoto Reiji, congratulations, my man. Uh, another... Uh, first place Bant player in the same type of tournament, which I'm going to butcher, but I'm going to say your name correctly, is Kanduo Yauchi. Kanduo Yauchi, congratulations. Now, April 13th, a 5-0 in a modern league build with Bant. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Bant is it's back in modern, and that's Remf, R-E-M-F. Congratulations, my man. Remf, R-E-M-F, congratulations for going 5-0. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready. I saved this individual for a semi-last because I think he's really good. I've seen him around. I've seen him a couple times. 5-0 in Azorius build in a modern league. Darshik. Darshik, man, congratulations. I'm happy you're, you're there, and I finally got to shut you out. Congratulations. And then finally, finally, the man, the myth, the legend, Okay, a true spirit master. My man, I've been trying to get a hold of you. You've been trying to get a hold of me. Enough of this phone tag. The listening audience needs to get a hold of you. You went 5-0 in the band building in the modern league, and congratulations once again. Holy crap. I can't believe it. Congratulations to Dr. Queller. Thank you, gentlemen, for proving, uh, ladies and gentlemen, proving that Spirits is the best deck in every format available. And, ladies and gentlemen, if I didn't shout you out yet, guess what? I will keep on trying hard. We believe in you. You know what? If you have the Spirit, then there you go. You have the Spirit. That's all I'm going to say about that. That brings a tear to my eye. Now, Nick, is there anything you want to shout out, my man? Uh, yeah, there is actually two MTG creators I would like to shout out, especially if you want to better understand Shadow, because uh, <laughs> I'm sure they, I'm sure watching them play is better than listening to me try to talk about Jund. Uh, Mr. Blade Gaming on YouTube was a lot of Shadow content. If you want to get into Shadow or understand it, I'd suggest watching his videos. And if you just like modern in general and want to see some more creative lists that are actually good, or if they take lists that exist and puts a little twist on it, Annihilator MTG all is one word on YouTube's really good. And for my local for my favorite local gaming store, Nova Gaming. There you go. Around. There you go for that Nova Games. I thought you was you're gonna say, you know, you're one of your favorite, you know, magic content creators. So it's like MTG ectoplasm. And no. Well, you didn't let me get to this mentioning my favorite podcast for magic. 
Okay. <laughs> well, I you know what? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I want to thank Nick for joining me on this uh, this unique and special episode. I hope you got a lot of information because I definitely did. I learned a lot from Nick, and hopefully you did too. You know what? I guess I'll see you guys next time. Let me just say thank you to Denmark and Russia for being the new countries listening to this podcast and making it a global international sensation because we're the number one listen to spirit broad, uh, spirit podcast in all of the world. Thank you very much. And I'm humbled. See you guys next time. Say goodbye, Nick. Bye, Nick. <laughs>